0: Hello niggas. hello, hello, hello niggas. hello, hello.
1: Yeah. I spilled water. I was just drinking water, and it just iconic.
2: <laughs> I uh, really love that. In love that. across the board, right? Period
0: um all my niggas in here gonna be all right i said all my niggas in here gonna be all right i said all my niggas in here y'all gonna be all fucking right just keep living stop tipping and dipping Mm. I'm gonna
1: think you're gonna be all motherfucking right it's true I you know every time I want to pop out on these here social media apps niggas get to talking out the side of their neck about me or being wild and and then I retreat I'm just like a turtle I go right back in my show and I go never mind um but we're trying to fight against that fight against the naysayers the hater ianas um and focus on what our calling is so and that's why we're here okay Amen. absolutely my niggas dead, the podcast and instagram live recording
3: period, period. welcome period. niggas welcome 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 um tj how the fuck are you doing i'm doing I'm doing all right.
1: I'm, I, I just sent it to people. This is actually my first time sending my live to like two people like, oh my gosh. y'all! I'm, I'm, um, but I'm doing all right, you know, blessed and highly flavored. Uh, before we got on here, I was talking about suffering from, um, the blessing and illness that is having bomb ass, Coochie, bomb-ass dick, you know, and the qualms that come with that. A lot of people just think, oh, no, 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 that being good and having abundance and just having some good-ass, bomb-ass pussy is always a good thing, but it comes with its own kerfuffles, right? So just, we were talking about that, but (laughs) I'm all right, you know, I'm, I'm really appreciative of my mental stamina right now. The, the way that the universe my ancestors and my niggas here on this earth are keeping my mind maybe not in perfect peace but certainly like not being as destroyed as I like have been and I've talked about that a little bit already but it's just something that's
2: seeing your growth mind-blowing um so just grateful for the niggas for real period
3: yeah, I my praise report. Um, oh, okay. Are we gonna? I'm just gonna let God have that. My praise report this Sunday is that I today, after three months of swimming classes, um, have tested out of my adults learning to swim class. Period. And, um, you know, just an icon, just a mer nigga out here, you know being being the whale of my of my wildest dreams
0: yes Um,
3: being the whale of my wildest dreams come on somebody truly um so yeah that feels really exciting I was um my mother asked me an interesting question when I sent her the video of um me passing the passing out of the test not passing out lord testing out of the class um (laughs) and she asked me if I felt comfortable and um Mm. That just, that just had me thinking through a lot. I, I, I told you TJ, and I think I told the church before, like, um, I've been reflecting throughout these last three months about consent and the language that also came up today for me was, um, a term that jazz uses, Hey jazz, um, the conditions of satisfaction for consent. Um, so I, yeah, I've just been reflecting on how black folks are socialize in the world to believe that our lives inherent in our lives is suffering is degradation is non-consensual suffering non-consensual degradation non-consensual um trauma, like non-consensual trauma, um, just all of these things. And it's so, um, it's such a, it's been such a grounding experience to be learning this skill that I've not had all my life. And in fact, had two traumatic water experiences early in my life and, um, be able to learn this skill in a way that met me where I was and like honored my pace, my, trepidations and fears and prioritize my comfort and and pleasure even so yeah that's been delicious and that's where I am so that's it for me
1: Period. I feel like both are you know pre-moments whatever like what's been on us are in a way about consent you know like I was just telling you ja around like making sure that I have the sexual experience that I really desire and like grappling with the regret and frustration I feel when I don't advocate for myself. Every time I don't advocate for myself, it just, it grinds my gears. And I think sexually, when it comes to my pleasure, I'm really, really learning to be better at that. Um, and what just ja l- elegantly, you know, <laughs> tells me about is like, you know, I can deal with the consequences of my boundaries. And I think to me, that extends to dealing with the consequences of of my pleasure, dealing with the consequences of centering um, what feels good to me and what I am aspiring to do. Like, people are going to be frustrated at that. And sometimes they're not. Sometimes you've just decided that people are going to respond in a particular way and they're not. Trauma. Um, Trauma, for sure. For sure, (laughs) um and so yeah giving people their agency and and allowing yourself to cultivate new memories around advocating for yourself because believe it or not babes when you're with the right people when you say oh i don't like this thing they're going to apologize and they're going to adjust and and, and they may even do better mm-hmm. you know so um yeah i i like that both of our intros about that do you have a song on your heart on your shando no I sang my song, (laughs) period. Um, This song is on my Shondo. Eyes
0: haven't seen, ears haven't heard, all you have planned for me, and nothing could
1: separate me from your love. It's really just the eyes haven't seen ears haven't heard all oh, you have planned for me um just I don't know why but it's just been echoing in my spirit during this very trying and semi abundance list moment you know rent has not been paid it's the 23rd um so go ahead and, and, and drop
3: a love offering in one of them buckets cash app dollar sign galaxy a love
1: offering um mm. But yeah, I'm just I'm choosing to believe in the miracle. Um, I know I sound mad Christian, but really Christianity is just rituals and practices that are supposed to get you closer to the divinity that is you, mm. and that universe you share this world with. So I um, just haven't seen, and ears haven't heard what the universe has planned for you. Like even even if you are in your season of abundance, baby, this 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 probably is not it. There's more for you, more for you to gain, more more blessings for you, more love, more community. Um, it, it might be some more trials and tribulations, but that's all right. It's going to get you somewhere. So I'm just choosing to believe that the universe is going to come through in a very radical, big way that I can't even fathom. And, that's, and I'm not going to wreck my brain around how or where that's going to happen. It's interesting too, because growing up with, I don't, I'm going to say one of my favorite aunties is she was so faith driven, like more than any of the other Christians that I knew who had major financial abundance. And I'm saying major in comparison to living in a projects and struggling and being on section eight, right? I'm talking about folks who own their own home, who, make, who got $75,000 in their bank account. Is that my auntie, she would anoint our head with oil every Sunday she would pray over us almost every day. I mean, she would wake up in the morning and she would come into everybody's room. And it was like a four or five bedroom I can't remember. Um, and she would come in and we in a project, so it was hell of us. It's like four of us in a room, okay? And she would come in and she would pray over all of us. Like you will wake up to her, like just putting hands on you, love. Ah, that it black women. I just, the power um, to to love somebody that much that you intercede on their behalf mm-hmm. spiritually, I think is, I hope that's a recipe we don't lose, honestly. And I pray over my lovers. I pray over my friends, like in their sleep. Maybe I should start asking for more experience for that. But um, <laughs> I do pray over my people all the time. It's, it's that's a tradition that I'm, gonna keep moving forward for me but um yeah i i'm something is coming i don't know what the fuck it is y'all but i can't wait to testify mm-hmm. truly
3: um and tj in the song that tj just sang um there was a part from romans eight um that i really want to just touch Not on. you know it knowing. baby listen Listen, the only reason I know is because I'm a member of a black queer nigga church and we were just talking about this last <laughs> last week. But it's just it's just you know, I think it hits a certain way when you are a nigga in a world that says you should not be a part of this world. Um mm-hmm. So I'm I'm just going to read this and I invite you all to place uh do a little Mad Lib, if you will. If God doesn't resonate for you, loving Creator, maybe all that is um, the universe. My- Homies, uh, my niggas. Period. So, um, this is from the Inclusive Bible, and it's Romans eight thirty eight. For I am certain that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons neither the present nor the future, neither heights nor depths, nor anything else in all creation, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us Hmm. from the love of God. Again, loving creator, my niggas, all that is, universe. That comes to us in, and again, leave this or take it, um, Jesus Christ our savior. I'm I'm a I'ma put I'ma set that to the side right now. But I think that's so important to me again as a as a nigga for which you know the world so often says you are separated from God because you are fat, you are separated from God because you are queer and trans, you are separated from God because all these other things. And I'm like, bitch, literally nothing in all creation. (laughs) Literally none of you whores could do that. (laughs) So, I mean, be mad. (laughs) So anyway, and I think I'm I'm really grateful to Jaslyn, who is the pastor of the church that I attend, who like really be, really be marinating in this bitch, in this scripture right here. So anyway let's get started
1: oh so funny okay yes let's get started and it's so funny because Joe is always talking about how they don't know the bible like I i'll don't. be called scriptures i'll be like i'll be saying lines and verses stories in the bible and Joe will be like god bless i don't know nothing about that Algero. and ain't it ain't it nothing but god that when you're a part of a queer church is the first time you know a motherfucking bible scripture you said Romans. i said bitch I don't know who this is. I don't know who this is on the other line. But yes, I love that. I And I, it's it's also, if you have, those of you who have been a part of like churches that are not queer, you know that the first thing people always want to say is that gay people don't know the Bible. Queer people don't know anything about God. Or they don't know, they didn't study the word. And, and long behold, if you go to a queer church, you might actually know the fucking scriptures and you might actually know what the word is saying, not, not what people have interpreted, but what the actual word is saying and who it's saying. to. that nothing, nothing in this world could separate me from God's love. Your hatred is doing nothing for my relationship to God, but it is doing something for yours. Because people who talk about heaven and hell and, and trying to get into those spaces is the famous scripture is I know you not. The the deciding factor is whether whether or not God knows you. And just to think about your hatred for people, like your hatred specifically for marginalized people, for different people, being the reason why God may not know you because you were not moving in the word, because you didn't actually know the scripture and you just went off what your pastor has been saying for the last 20 years or what your mama has been saying. Iconic, but yes, let's let's get started. Thank y'all legendary.
3: So today we are talking about naming your feelings. Um and this is um yeah, this is something that um so every week TJ and I um just have a check-in on Wednesdays and we sort of just catch up on each other's lives and that's also when we sort of identify themes, things we may want to be talking about on Sunday. Um and both of us had this experience um, of being in conflict with a loved one um, or or having an experience with a loved one where the central piece of that conflict was um, unnamed feelings uh, and and more specifically feelings that were acted upon without being named um so that's that's where we're going today. Um, I hope y'all have your your notes out. Um, I, somebody sent somebody shared with us last um church service. Not I call it a church service, it is boom, period.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
3: last time we had church, somebody shared an image of the notes that they took. And that so blessed me. That so enriched and affirmed me. Um, so I just want to thank. Thank you for doing that. Um, So TJ, you want to start us off?
2: Yeah. Okay. So I had
1: gone on a a camping trip with the homies and um, there was this moment where we had a kerfuffle and in the middle of the kerfuffle, I was thinking about how it was some people's first time experiencing doing this thing, going camping or whatever. And You know, I was trying to make it so that folks didn't freak out or that it that the issue wasn't blown out of proportion. So I was taking a like. Positive, neutral stance, like I was just like, yeah, this makes sense. Sometimes things happen. Um, And one of my loved ones was really just having a tough time. Um, granted, their investment in what was happening was different, like it was something that was happening with something that was like theirs. And so it makes sense, you know, that it's because it I, I want to name it's it's much easier to have a more positive attitude when it's not a fully direct impact on you, you know, or not a conversation you gotta have with somebody about somebody else's stuff. And um, yeah, so I was just like, yeah, this makes sense. This happened. We could think about like how to mitigate this and um. You know, they seem to get like really, really upset. And um, you know, I was also trying to calm them down because I love them and I know that there are moments where they can get into a spiraliana, And I'll, I'm really trying to have a good time in my life right now with everything going on, and I really needed this trip. I I my emotional investment for real was coming from a place of like I need joy. <laughs> I need a moment to like relieve myself from the depressiveness that's happening in my life and so me fighting for my own joy was conflicting with my loved one who really needed to have a fucking moment about a comfortful happening um and maybe it wasn't their work or their job to think about the uh, how that was impacting other people because they just needed a moment that's how our needs are sometimes they're unforgiving. And it's, it becomes, Hey, this is what my need is. And I got to get this out. And that's not, I'm saying that so that we don't make an indictment or judgment on niggas trying to get their needs met in the best way that they can. Or sometimes when we're getting our needs met, we can't show up maybe in a way that we can when all of our needs are being met. Um, but yeah, so we, I was in the middle of talking and they were like, I just want to let you know that your positivity is really pissing me off. It's really, it's really fucking missing me off. And, and I'm, I, I make two options. There's two options for me in the midst of that. Either I'm going to meet you where you are or I'm going to remove myself. And I often choose remove myself because I could have went back and been like, yeah, where your negativity is really like negatively impacting the space. Like, but that feels unnecessary to me. It's not productive. It's, you know, so I removed myself um, and they didn't, I wasn't the only person talking or trying to be on a neutral, positive vibe, but they talked to me and I I was talking, I was speaking more from this like perspective more than other folks. So maybe that's why, but they didn't say that to anyone else. and. Yeah, it hurt my feelings. Um, And it felt like my energy wasn't wanted because the other option to me if I had stayed there was like being quiet or not sharing my thoughts or feelings. And that feels particularly, I mean, dehumanize is a strong word, but um, just uncomfortable it wasn't something that I wanted to do. I feel like if I'm gonna be in a space and I should be able to be my full self, um, especially when the trip was surrounded around us really needing this relief and centering our joy and having pleasure and turning up and whatever. Um, so I took my ass to the car and I sat in the car and I read the this book that my beautiful friend Kristen got me. Um, it was a it's a fictional book. I don't really buy fiction as much anymore. I loved it. Um, and so I just sat in the car and um They text me like, why are you sitting in the car? And I was that was confusing to me. It felt like invalidating that we just had a moment. Um, And then I'll just sum up the rest of it. It's like, it just felt like they were being mean to me because they weren't engaging with me how they typically do when we're not in the middle of conflict. I tend to be someone that's like in the middle of conflict, I might be more reserved, but I don't act in a way that's like mean or I'm about to disrespect you. Um, if you are like a loved one, if you are a stranger, different, different rules. Um, and so, yeah, we, we just had that moment in exchange and what is important for me to name is that for me, when I'm thinking about conflict with people or hurt in relationships or issues, if there is not an apology present, it feels like it's still happening. Um, and so, yeah, that's the beginning of our or the moment that I shared. And eventually we got to an apology. Um, there was like, like I said, like some hiccups in between and, um, what I felt like gaslighting or like invalidation of my feelings or the experience that I had, but we eventually got to an apology and that's going to be my nigga for life. But I, yeah, that was something that sparked what we're talking about here, which is like reacting
2: to our feelings and, even when we're trying to name them, hopefully, that makes sense, yeah.,
3: um, yeah, on my end, um I was having a a cute little virtual date with my nigga, um, and we had taken a pause from what we were doing, and um. I don't know. I was telling them the story about uh, Myrtle Beach, Myrtle Beach. So I was, it was this like random fact about Myrtle Beach, and I like interjected that like folks call Myrtle Beach "Dirty Myrtle" um, because it's a silly little rhymy thing. Um, And they paused me, and they were like those words don't rhyme. And I was like, oh no, like they don't rhyme in full. Like I know that dirty and myrtle don't rhyme, but the f- beginnings of the words have the same sounds. um And they were like, but they, that, that doesn't rhyme either. And I was like, okay, <laughs> okay. I don't know what you want me to do with this. I, I, the sounds are the same to me. Um, And, you know, they kept persisting. They were like, and they like said the words a little, they were like, you know, they said the words a little differently and they were like, so you don't hear how it's changed? And I'm like, no. Um, And then they, what was the next thing? Oh, and then they were like, well, look at my mouth. Look how the, the shape of my mouth changes. And I was like, oh, and then I finally understood what they were saying. But at that point I was just like, where the fuck is this going? Like, I don't know, I don't, i I hear that the mer and dir sound the same to me. I don't know what is going on here. I don't know if you're trying to change my opinion. Um, but by the time we got towards the end of that uh exchange, where I realized that they were trying to understand like what the difference was and and what it was was like because the consonant the letter that the word started with was different they were different consonants it affected the way that your mouth is shaped to say the word anyway this is what queers fight over so if you're not queer welcome to welcome to my world why the fuck anyway um so by that point i was just like i i was just like fully just like annoyed and like you know i because of my socialization because I was raised to be um whoever the fuck I was raised to be um you know it wasn't like a loud brooding sort of thing but it was like a I'm clearly annoyed um sort of place and they asked me they were like are you annoyed or are you upset or like what's what's happening for you um and I was just like, I don't understand why we're still having this conversation. Like literally this whole back and forth came out of like a fun little fact that I shared with you. And I don't understand how we got here. Um, And yeah, there and there were, you know, points throughout that exchange where I was like, Jay, you could stop here, but like also the other thing I feel like I've been trying to work on is like how do I name with my loved ones that I need to stop a conversation but in a loving like but but not be harsh about it you know like how can I be like listen <laughs> this i i need to pause um and not be like i you know you know jarring about it or like you, you know feel like it's it's rude or or jarring or whatever. Um, so I think in my like feeling of in inability to do that in a way that felt soft or kind, I was just like, all right, I'm just gonna, this can't possibly go too much longer. And I just went well past my capacity of regulation of all of the things, um, to the point at the end of that conversation where I was just at of 10 and just like, what the fuck is happening here? Um, so i ended up at that point just being like i need i need a break i need a, a moment to be to think to process to figure out what the fuck just happened and um yeah so we came back together and did that and um so yeah i think now is a great time for us to talk about what the fuck was happening in those in those motherfucking interactions um would you like to start it or would you like for me to continue
1: i like to, yeah, I I definitely can respond. I really like your example, mainly because I've been on the other side often of being very confused and people what feels like projecting onto, like, I'll be confused about something. I'm trying to get to an understanding and hey, boo. um, And it's, there's like this assumption or projection that I'm trying to convince somebody to think the way that I'm thinking when I'm really dysregulated um, because I'm confused. And either I'm confused about what's being said or I'm confused as to how people got to that thought, that idea. And I really, really want to understand. And I think my my eagerness to get to an understanding, to listen, to hear to even really being open to being persuaded or having my mind changed gets seen as like aggressive or like you're trying to change my mind you're not hearing me you're not whatever and it's like no I'm actually extremely open to like us understanding each other in this moment but yeah when you come when the other person is feeling like Oh you're trying to be like a know-it-all. You're trying to you're trying to get me to understand you or you're trying to tell me that I'm just wrong for something that I think I believe. It's really hard to move well in those conversations. Um and to yeah, I'll just I'll just stop at that. I just have really really resonate with being confused as fuck and really wanting to understand.
3: When I ended up taking those 15 minutes that actually ended up being more like 20, 25 minutes um, to myself, um, I, you know, I the first thing that I thought through was like, oh, like, Janae, like, you were very, there was a moment, the first moment <laughs> that you realized, like, that there was a a conflict that felt a little dysregulating. Like you, I, I could clearly identify that moment when it was like, okay, something, like something is happening here. Um, and I again chose not to name it because I was already, <laughs> I was already in a in a dysregulated place. Like I was already like feeling a little frazzled, feeling like again, I would not be able to come from a place of kindness and naming like, I don't know what the fuck is happening. Um, and I was like, this makes us feel really impossible to like name my feelings as while also feeling my feelings, because like, this is someone that I love. This is someone that I care about deeply that I don't want to, you know, harm with the like harshness of my language or the, you know, whatever. Um, so like, what, how can I possibly name my feelings as they're coming up? and then? it was like oh okay i can name like i don't know what's happening and it i am feeling flustered um can we pause and for some reason i don't that felt impossible to try to understand how to do <laughs> but um i think really what i am trying to get into the practice of when i am feeling flustered dysregulated whatever um annoyed frustrated is like try to narrate what the fuck is happening in my internal world to to other folks um so that I can offer niggas context to like the things that I to the then the need that I you know need to name like I'm feeling flustered I don't know what's happening here because like the other thing is like I think my my internal conversation was like how do I name a thing or how I name some a feeling that I don't know like I can't identify and I think just naming like I feel frustrated flustered whatever and I don't know what is underneath that but I need some time um you know hindsight is 2020 20. I didn't have it at that moment <laughs> but um Like I said, part of that was like, yeah, how do I, how can I be frustrated because that's clearly the feeling that's going to be here, Um, and also name for my loved one a need to pause, and also like, yeah, do that. So that was something that felt really important and helpful because, like, the other side of that, like, which was which was what actually happened is, I'm feeling flustered, I'm trying to just move through this moment, this kerfuffle, whatever the fuck is happening, so that it can be over with, I'm trying to bypass it, um, unsuccessfully, because the feelings are bubbling right up on up to the surface, even though I think I'm like doing a great job of suppressing them, Um, and now this other person is like, trying to figure, trying to fucking be a detective. To figure out what the fuck is happening. And like, yeah, that is that is not the work of someone else to figure out what is happening in my internal world. Um so yeah, that that feels important. And also just the last thing is like taking responsibility for my feelings, which um it, it just for me looks as simply as I feel this not you made me feel not you caused me to feel this but I feel this in response to this thing that you did over here like you can name the thing certainly but like my response is mine and how can I hold that um it feels really really important to me um so yeah I'll pause there
1: yeah, being responsible for our feelings, I think is extremely important um, at all times, but especially when conflict is happening, when we're in tough moments. Um, even being responsible, if you can't be responsible in that exact moment, being responsible after. I remember one time we were having a conversation and I realized that I was defensive and i um, it didn't feel good to me. And I've Maybe people don't actually have these like internal moments where they're like, oh, I can see how this could impact somebody. But it happens for me all the time. I think about the conversations I have with people. I think about what I said, how I said it, you know, what was coming up for me. Um, and while in that moment, um, it didn't register to me as defensive, I knew that I was responding in a way that didn't feel yeah, how I, like, typically would or how I would want to respond to you. It wasn't, and it wasn't anything, like, mad disrespectful. I was just, defend, I was just, like, responding in a way. I was defensive. Um, and similar to ja I'm not a, like, loud, raw, raw, raw. Like, I, it's rarely given that for me, uh, almost never. Um, but my defensiveness could look, like, a little, like, oh well, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, you know, I didn't do X, Y, and Z. Um, And so what I did was, is I came, I sent a text to John. I was like, hey, just want to say I've been reflecting on that conversation. And after reflection, I realized that I was defensive and want to apologize for how that defensiveness may have or did impact our conversation, didn't know in the moment, but I know now, and if there's any way that you would like me to be accountable, let me know. If you need another conversation, let me know, you know, like that just seems simple to me,
2: (laughs) you know
0: what I'm
1: saying? We had a tough conversation this week and it was like, hey, I'd like a part two. Let's, uh, I'd like to unpack some of these thoughts and feelings um, that occurred for me. And I think I get frustrated at myself, in those reflective moments because I try really hard or I do already think a lot about how what feeling is coming up for me blah 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 in in moments so yeah just one and I'm saying that because I we're not saying these things of like being able to name your feelings hopefully without being able to react to them reacting to them um because it's not easy it's just it's not the easiest thing it it is a practice and you get better with practice if you practice well um practice makes improvement hopefully if we're doing it in our best ways in our most progressive ways
3: so yeah I I, I wanted to say that yeah um when I think about the point of repair so after that 15, 20, 25 minutes, we came back and we had a conversation and um, just sort of processed the things that were coming up for us. Um, And so one, vulnerability is really challenging for me. It's not something I grew up around or in. um, And, yeah it is a practice that i have had to cultivate uh, with in my adulthood with loved ones and it has been challenging um a, a delicious beautiful enriching generative challenge but challenging nonetheless um and there is another layer on top of this this instance with my loved one um of like feeling like i had been wronged in this interaction like i had experienced not some harm but like nigga you need to apologize too fuck you like <laughs> and um you know moving through the feeling of and I, I wish, I wish since this happened, I could find better language than wronged, because it was really just like we were both misunderstood. Both of us were misunderstood, really. That that's mm-hmm. the language, actually. Mm-hmm. Um and holding that feeling of like both of us were misunderstood and I am part of both. And also I need to acknowledge and apologize for how I contributed to you know, this, cool child, child. <laughs> that was, that was some work, that was some work, um, and um, yeah, just feels really, really important, mm, one, one thing that has felt really important to me, and moving through the world, and growing into vulnerability, and like, yeah, just sitting in the discomfort of being in in a, in a place of learning vulnerability in real time is like holding multifaceted or, or holding multiple um, emotions at one time and like allowing them to have spaciousness um, and community with each other that I can feel really misunderstood and also understand that my loved one was misunderstood and also understand that like I was really indirect with my communication slash I didn't communicate at all what the fuck was happening. So I need to acknowledge that. While I also acknowledge that I didn't know how the fuck to communicate what the fuck was coming up for me in that moment, because it felt like I was going to have to suppress some things to be able to communicate a thing well, and also realizing like, oh, okay, now that I've been through this, I understand that I don't have to suppress shit. I can just name what the fuck is coming up and take my, you know, so many things so many things that have to be held that 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 need space. Um, for, frankly, for us to be whole, because that's the, that's the work of the whole thing <laughs> is allowing ourselves the breadth of our being, the acknowledgement of the fullness of our being, to be able to be and be in loving community with other folks who are also acknowledging the fullness and the full breadth of their being. So that's, that's what I'm sitting with.
1: Yeah. And I, I, I deeply believe in conflict. Like I know that it's a necessary part of being in a relationship. And I had to remember and reaffirm that for me, even yesterday when we talked, cause I was like, I know we are two niggas who very much so care about preventative communication We be trying to prevent, prevent, prevent. We—that's really what a podcast should be. Prevent, okay? Because we be like, okay, what can we do so this never happens again? And I just had to affirm, like, as niggas who are improving our practice of communicating, of being vulnerable, this will happen. We're going to get frustrated. We are going to get defensive. We are going to get annoyed at each other. Our investment, a lot, is. And how do we repair? Um, I think as two niggas also who have been disposed of because of conflict, because of misunderstanding. I know that it is really important for us to be like, yeah, and you still matter to me. <laughs> I still love you. Um, we ain't got to name it in this conversation. We ain't got to say I love you at the end of this call, but I love you and you know th- this is valuable to me. Um, And I try to follow up in tough conversations with affirming the value of the relationship to me and people learning and growing. I also want to say that in being accountable to your feelings and also being accountable to how you react to them is just such healing work. (laughs) Like to be like, you didn't deserve to be treated in that way. And those were the only options that I had available to me at the time. Like, I, I don't want us to think we can override our humanity. You know, the, the no, nah, I don't want niggas to take this and run with it for harmful and
3: dangerous. Can I, you know, <laughs> yeah you let in one you you don't yeah you one you don't deserve the treatment that emerged out of this feeling that I had and also I deserve to be able to feel the feelings that I have Mm -hmm. and also in feeling that feeling that I have how can I allow that feeling to not emerge manifest as or like what 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 needs to happen between me and this feeling so that it is not harmful to a loved one does that mean I need to take a break from that loved one and Mm -hmm. go be with that feeling and give that feeling Mm -hmm. my attention so we can really be intimate with each other and Mm -hmm. and that feeling get whatever the fuck they need so it's not it doesn't come out sideways on a loved one or or anyone um but yeah just like totally that
1: yeah, and um, I love what Devia Phoenix said. They said I was just holding this. I was just holding this conversation with myself today. Folks will throw you away behind conflict, and if we ain't careful, it'll fuck with your mind and have you resenting the vulnerability and the hard work. Oh, okay. Um, especially, you know, niggas hate when fat people talk about what being fat means in relationships, especially in friendships and romantic relationships. That niggas will absolutely dispose of you quick but let a less marginalized person be loving them or being in conflict with them they'll want to work through it they want to talk they want a mediator they they want they they want all the tools and resources but you fuck up one time and niggas are like you know what i don't like you um or you hold your friends or people who you love accountable as we should and be like this is not treatment you would accept from anyone else. Why and it's hard for you to be accountable to me. And and there's a lot involved in that, right? Because people do struggle with like hurting people that they love versus people that they don't. Um but yeah, it is. And sometimes we be sometimes we be in conflict with our own selves child and that the war inside, okay? Um but yeah, I definitely resonate with like it fucking with the desire to do hard work, to be vulnerable, to express ourselves. I think it's hard uh, for folks who exist in like larger grand quote unquote bodies because you're inherently seen as aggressive to even be able to really respond defensively, to have an attitude, to stomp around. To I'd be like, damn, i I don't even know what like my unfiltered anger looks like. Because I've been taught my whole life how to filter it, how to how to chew it away, to 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 gaslight myself out of it, you know that I don't have a right to be angry, to to have an attitude, to get defensive, to whatever. It's just always a piece, a piece, a piece, a piece, a piece, a piece. Um, and that happens in some areas of my life, not a lot in others. But yeah, just I resonate with that. Did mean to go off on a tangent. Love that
3: um one thing i was trying to remember what the fuck it was that i wanted to say earlier and there was a thing that you were naming around like what your anger looks like um how it doesn't look you know like big and explosive and um same i'm i'm the same um and i'm also in this conversation just thinking about how um yeah how i learned like the quiet brooding from my mother who like i mean we we <laughs> yeah i grew up in a home where my mother's quiet brooding emotions governed the the uh vibe of the home okay so if 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 mom was uh upset we knew not because there was yelling but because niggas was silent <laughs> um and that too is like Also, again, this emotion that niggas is having that is coming out sideways because niggas aren't being direct about it. I'm feeling upset because I asked you to take the trash out and you didn't. So I'm going to just be silent until you figure out what the fuck I'm being silent about. Um, So I think like, I think for a long time for me, um, it was easy for me to like shirk the responsibility or the accountability, the responsibility I had to my like indirect, uh, manif the, the indirect manifestations of my emotions, because I was like, I don't scream. I don't yell. I don't like bark at niggas. I don't degrade niggas. I just, I'm just silent and brooding. And, um, yeah, I've just been really sitting Mm -hmm. with how that too is also very harmful um, if it's indirect and not, you know, spoken about directly and named directly. Um, There was a question. Did you want to say something Mm -hmm. or can I? No, go ahead. Okay. Um, Someone said, did you feel bad about feeling defensive or feel bad about how that feeling led to certain behaviors? And I think this is about, this was to you. Yeah,
1: I think I, yeah, I don't think there's anything inherently, I use the word inherently a lot, but I think it's so necessary. Um,
2: I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with being defensive. I mean, I guess it's behaviors, I think sometimes, again, as Joe was just saying, like,
1: because me being upset and all the time, it's not even really being upset. I'm going to be honest with you like my feelings be hurt. I think because I have not, because anger is not the first emotion that comes up to me. I'm like, oh, I'm sad. Oh, I'm frustrated. Oh, I'm heartbroken. Oh, I'm blah, 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 blah. And those can be under anger for sure. But like, because I wasn't, it feels like I wasn't like allowed anger or I was very, I distanced myself from anger because I saw what it did to people. Like I saw what, how people respond to that. It's like, there's other feelings. And so, yeah, my sadness, I don't really want to talk that much. Like, I just want to have my space, but I think in moments of being
2: defensive, if I'm thinking specifically about the interaction between John and I is like, I, because I could
1: not name that in the moment, I didn't want to um, and they didn't because you know they're doing better with the that's not my business. Per. Um I didn't want them to internalize how I was responding or like maybe me being a little shorter, or I don't remember exactly how my defensiveness showed up. I just know that like yeah, I was responding from a place of defense, and so I wasn't as sweet and cute and you know, calm, cool, and collected as I normally am. So I yeah, I wanted to honor that, especially if it came up for them, because sometimes you can really be feeling like niggas feel away, but they won't tell you what they feeling, and then they never, you, your mind can turn on that, Um, and I don't want that, I know what it's like, I don't want that for people in general, but especially niggas that I love, I want you to, like, yep, I was defensive in that moment, yes, um, my feelings was hurt, so I took some time to myself, and something that came up to me, too, is like, when your needs are in conflict, like for my loved one with the with the situation um, where they were saying that I pissed them off, like they I understand that they texted me why I'm in a, because they don't like to be abandoned, and I'm I, I'm sure that me leaving the area, you know what I'm saying, was like okay you're gone like I don't want you to leave. It's just you know whatever is going on for them. But that for me, that wasn't a conducive space for me to be, because I didn't want to change me being positive. So if I can't be in this moment how I want to be, I'm going to remove myself. And the feelings that come up as a consequence, I can't prioritize that over the fact that I need some space. Um, and so when I'm thinking about behaviors and things like that, like I don't feel bad for leaving the space. Um, but I do feel it feels uncomfortable to me and it's not what I desire for people around me when I'm not able to name my name and honor my feelings respond from like a more
2: regulated place so yeah hopefully that answered the question It's like I I don't necessarily feel bad for like
1: I feel disappointed in myself for getting defensive sometimes for sure. Cause I'm like, for what, what did I need to get defensive about? Um, and sometimes I'm like, okay, I understand why I got defensive because period, but yeah, I don't, I don't think I'm as disappointed in my quote unquote behaviors so much as it is like the impact.
3: Yeah. I think for me, um, I am definitely coming into like a relationship of accept of just mere acceptance of all of my emotions of and i'm I'm not fully there. Who knows if I'll be there at any point in my life, But I think that every emotion is just it's just there. So I'm just like, hello, grief, hello, anger, hello defensiveness, high jealousy, high relief, high sadness, high happiness. They're just, you know, here. And I think um, after that, like a self-acknowledgement, I have to, again, because the fucking, oh God, just try the, the work of communicating when it's not just me, <laughs> when it's other people, when these emotions come up is so fucking challenging for me. Um, but it's really important to me that my loved ones don't have to guess what the fuck is going on because if we're interacting and some shit comes up for me and now the shit that came up for me is coming out sideways and like now I'm short with niggas and now I'm you know all these things that means that the people around me if they decide to go that that route are now having to do a guessing game around like either mm-hmm. what the fuck is up with this nigga or mm-hmm. Uh, should I be interacting? Am I going to interact with this person? Mm -hmm. And I think for me, it's really important Mm -hmm. because one, I'm not doing that work. So (laughs) mm, one thing that um, my partner said when we had that interaction um, was they were just affirming that like, they're trying to practice more and more. Like when And interaction feels like being in that place of like, I don't know what's happening, but this does not feel like how we interact with each other normally in a loving, caring way, regardless of what feelings are up, regardless if we're feeling annoyed, whatever, whatever. This doesn't feel like the way that we interact with each other, I am going to remove myself. And that felt like... um, yeah. Like that was hard to hear because in that moment that meant that they were removing themselves from our conversation. And also that's like important. Good job. Take care of yourself. That is the work of like not being codependent one. Yeah. And two, like inviting niggas to deal with their own shit while mm-hmm. you, you know, deal with your own things and self-regulate, etc. Um, And then the other thing that I wanted to name um, was Just how sometimes, this isn't all the time, but it's a good practice, it's a hard as fuck practice for me, but it's a really good practice for me Um, when I get into it is like after a moment of conflict, after we've sort of heard each other, heard, not hurt, heard each other, you know, and maybe feelings are still resonating there. You know, maybe niggas is still annoyed, niggas is still upset, frustrated, sad, angry, grieving, etc. Being able to name at the end of that, like I'm, I'm still feeling annoyed. I'm feeling unheard. I'm feeling upset. And also, right under that, I love you. Like I, I care for you deeply. Um, I, I cherish your existence in my life. And sometimes it don't give that. Sometimes it don't. It don't, it don't give, I wanna communicate that in the moment, but I have found when I have again allowed myself, made myself go to that space of vulnerability to remind myself that this is someone that I love. <laughs> this is a nigga that I cherish deeply, even if it is buried under a few layers of other emotions. Um, yeah, it just makes the work, I don't know, it, it helps, I don't know helps balance it helps with some shit, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I found like for me it offers balance and it offers reassurance. I think there's
2: such power and humanity and like, yeah, there are people We can be mad at somebody and still treat them with dignity. you know, still treat
1: them with their humanity. Somebody could piss us off, hurt our feelings, and we still don't want the worst for them we still want them to have the best experiences and it's hard for me sometimes because I don't want people that I love terribly just because they hurt my feelings you know and I've had somebody it was only one time but like, like I was being fake because I um was not treating them mean even though I was upset and disappointed with them I won't even say upset, but I was, I was, a I was disappointed um, in them. And they were like, but you're not, you haven't treated me differently. You don't change how we, oh, you don't change how, how we interact with each other or like you still send me memes. Yeah. You made me mad, nigga. You're, you're still my friend. I still love you. I still want to keep key with you. I can't have my anger and also have the love and care and, and camaraderie with you too. Because I, too, try to treat people how I want to be treated. I want it to be okay that, like, you're mad at me, but, like, that doesn't mean that you want to dispose of me. And I think, too, what you're bringing up the, um, you know, like, sometimes it's hard to tell people that you still love them when they get you mad. And I'm like, that makes me want to explore that feeling. You know, like, why do I want to deny this person this reality simply because this is at the forefront of my feelings? Why does this feel, like, conflicting to You know acknowledge the full gamut of emotions and feelings that come up and I think sometimes we do try I think sometimes we as humans do treat love care or like humanity as a reward and we want to give and take it away as we see fit um and that just makes me want to explore those emotions think about that more and consider what that looks like um but I always want niggas to know that I love them and I care about them despite whatever conflict is happening. Which is why back to what DVA Phoenix is saying, is like when you are disposed of in the midst of conflict, when to you, you know, you feel like it's an opportunity to deepen your relationship, it can be it can be really hard to process that. Um, and there was one other thing. Oh, yeah, you naming support of your partner, friend, community member, whoever, that is okay to do things that make me uncomfortable because my discomfort is not an inherent acknowledgement that you're doing something wrong. I think when we see discomfort as like, somebody has did something to me that is wrong, it makes it hard to be a supportive partner in the midst of conflict. And it makes it harder to like live in the reality of like, yeah, I want my niggas to make the best decisions even when it comes to me. I want you to choose you even when it comes to me. I want you to have boundaries even when it comes to me. You know, I don't want the best for you. I don't want to have this, this standard for other niggas on how they treat you, but that's not the standard I'm holding for you. Like I want it to be the same. And I w- I want to grow and that means I must be uncomfortable. Discomfort precedes change every single time. You know, and it's like Damn, even when it comes to ending relationships like damn I really don't want this relationship to be over and I recognize that this is a consequence of something that happened and if this is what's best for you and this is the most meaningful thing for you it is also the best thing for me um even when it don't feel like it, even when I want to like you know enact my control in that way um also yeah my phone is dying so I probably got a good read three to five now not know. That's all right we don't done
3: there <laughs> folks have asked their questions um a song that is coming up for me um y'all know I don't never know no motherfucking words um
2: love
0: lifted me love lifted me Love lifted me. All right. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, universe,
1: ancestors, all that is in the world, that means us well. I ask that you cover, keep, protect, um, and shower in abundance, everyone who was in this space. Um, everyone who supports us, those who had it to give and gave and those who wanted to give and had it not God that you bless them abundantly so they can give whenever they want to, that you just really, really answer the prayers, um, the prayers that are going to do well. Cause sometimes we pray for things that aren't going to help us. Hallelujah. Um, and that you don't answer prayers that are not going to mean us well. That is not the blessing that we think it is. Amen. Um, and yeah, that you just just watch over and protect and and to keep um the minds and the bodies and the spirits of those who walk this earth who are enduring empty blackness, um, who are enduring homophobia, you know, all the isms and schisms, God. Oh, oh, and it's
2: dead. It's dead. But yes, hallelujah. Is yours still on? Not the Wi-Fi, not not something went out,
3: God. I don't know where TJ went. It dried. Oh, it died. Okay. TJ's phone has died. Um, loving creator, God, universe, all my niggas in the whole wide world who desire our optimal well-being. We thank you for the, the vastness of your being, the unendingness. Um, we thank you for the example of. What it looks like to be big, to be huge, to be humongous, to be larger than life and worthy of so much adoration and praise and honor. Um, And we, I pray that we continue to take on that example and to be our biggest, most expansive, most rich and whole selves um, in all my niggas' name. I pray. We pray. Amen. Ashe. Thank you all so much. TJ is here <laughs> with us in spirit because <laughs> that phone died like a bitch. All right. Love y'all down. Love y'all down. See you later. <laughs>